Well, good afternoon. It is March 31st, 30. March 30th, I think. Anyway, the year is 2022. And today we're going to be uh, studying 2 Peter chapter 2. And I'm going to turn it over now to our speaker, Susie. Okay, we are going to be talking about the danger of false teachers. Okay. And in this day and age, they are everywhere. And we have to be uh, aware of who is speaking at us and the content of what they're speaking mm -hmm. and run it through our knowledge of the Bible, if it is true or not, if we listen or not, and choose to embrace it or not. So... We will start out with verse 1. This is 2 Peter chapter 2 and verse 1. Would you like to read that, Joyce? Sure. But there were also false prophets in Israel, just as there will be false prophets, prophets, excuse me, just as there will be false prophets among you and us. They will cleverly teach destructive heresies and even deny the master who bought them. In this way, they will bring sudden destruction on themselves. Wow, okay. Yeah, that's a pretty uh, bold statement there. That really is. So let's look at, let's examine what a false teacher is. Uh, if we want to turn to Matthew 7, 15. Okay. And this is Jesus speaking, and he's warning us that even in the last days there's going to be false teachers, which I believe we're in the last days now. What do you think, Joyce? That's a good possibility, but I'm not certain mm -hmm. by any means. Um, but things are pretty shaky, and I don't think we've ever been through a time when there was such world chaos and crisis mm -hmm. and confusion and darkness, I might add. Of course, I didn't live 100 years ago or whatever, 1,000 years ago. Mm -hmm. But today, it's kind of dark. And there's, mm -hmm. We have faith and confidence in our... Our Lord. We do. And there's so much information that we that's at our fingertips. Um, on the phone, on the iPhone, on the Internet, that the only truth really is God's Word. So we will look over at uh, chapter 7, and we'll start at verse 15. And Christ himself is saying, beware. Mm -hmm. So would you like to read that? Sure, beware of false prophets who come disguised as harmless sheep but are really vicious wolves. Yeah, mm -hmm. that one verse is already convicting me. How, when I go through each day, mm -hmm. you know, do I really put up my feelers? Do I really listen to what's being said or what's being taught? Mm -hmm. um, but it's important that we uh, are focused on that. Otherwise, we just kind of float through the day mm -hmm. and not alert of um, the dangers that lie ahead mm -hmm. or um, not alert of false teaching. Mm -hmm. And there's probably a lot more false teaching than we're aware of. Mm -hmm. Number one, I'll speak for myself because I'm, I don't really... Mm, it's hard for me to challenge somebody because I don't know scripture that well. Mm -hmm. um, but there are people who are excellent teachers. This lady sitting beside me, as a matter of fact, who um, is uh, 
really extremely knowledgeable and very accurate. Aww. So anyway, that is our warning. Beware of false prophets who come disguised as harmless sheep. Sheep. Mm-hmm, but are really vicious wolves. Mm-hmm. And if we read on, verse 16, it says you can identify them by their fruit. That is, by the way they act. You can pick grapes from thorn bushes. No, can you pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Mm-hmm. And that's really a uh, excellent question. And I think we know the answer is you can't. Right. And a good tree produces good fruit, and a bad tree produces bad fruit. So either way, in whose ever life you are producing fruit, there's not a tree that doesn't produce fruit. That's true. I just learned that. I know. So you'll be able to see what kind of fruit are they producing Mm -hmm. by the way they act. And a good tree can't produce bad fruit, and a bad tree can't produce good fruit. So, verse 19, every tree that does not produce good fruit is chopped down and thrown into the fire. Mm -hmm. Yes, just as you identify a tree by its fruit, you can identify people by their actions. So we look over, if we want to turn over to Jude 1. This is just another uh, layer of what false teachers are about. It gives us more insight. Yes, Jude's way in the back. Mm Mm-hmm. Jude 1. Jude 1. Okay. And as we read, Jude is writing this letter and to the church, and he is uh, he's wanting to write about a different subject. He's wanting to write more about love and care, but he has the urgency of explaining to them the importance of identifying false teachers and how they are in and amongst them the church Mm -hmm. so he just immediately does like a 180 and he says um, I've been eagerly planning to write to you about salvation that we all share but now I find that I must write about something else Mm -hmm. urging you to defend the faith that God has entrusted once and for all time to his holy people okay verse 4 do you want to read verse 4 I say this because some ungodly people have wormed their way into your churches, saying that God's marvelous grace allows us to live immoral lives. The condemnation of such people was recorded long ago, for they have denied our only Master and Lord, Jesus Christ. So let's talk about the word or the concept of wormed their way in. Mm. How do you see someone worming their way in? Well, a picture just came to me of an apple and a worm <laughs> eating his way into that apple. Mm-hmm. That good piece of fruit, but he was, a little tiny worm was able to take his little teeth and get in there. And get in there and just almost be disguised inside the apple, right? Well, absolutely. So he's in there, in the apple, growing bigger and bigger oh, as yes. he's taking the nourishment from the apple. Yes, and not until we bite into that apple or, yeah, bite into it and mm-hmm. see the hole or see the worm. So as we examine that apple, so should we examine uh, teachers. Mm-hmm. Yes, and those that preach the word. Mm-hmm. 
little frustration. Well, and then I look at how does he derive nourishment? I look at the apple as the body of Christ, mm-hmm. and as he is manipulating and deceiving, mm-hmm. he's gaining power and growing stronger mm-hmm. and stronger. Great visualization. Don't you think? Yes. But yet all the while you look at the apple and you don't realize he's in there. Yeah, this tastes good. Mm-hmm. Mm. Until when you bite it, you open it up and expose it. Ooh. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So, apply that to us now as people. Mm-hmm. How do we discern or dis- decide or become knowledgeable that someone is deceiving us or deceptive um, before we begin to follow them and be led astray? Well, I think you have to know God's Word. And you have to know it enough to be able to say, no, that's a wrong teaching. Mm-hmm. Or that's a correct teaching. And that yeah. is your plumb line to viewing activities uh, or actions or acts, as Matthew 7 talked about, uh, actions of these false teachers. You can recognize them. And that's, um, that's really good um, advice. And I would also say that being in the word mm-hmm. and keeping front up front or foremost in your mind mm-hmm. um, uh, the pitfalls that people fall into who are uh, Christians of faith. Let's talk about those. Okay. Well, I would say one, and Paul warns anybody <laughs> when you are to put a person in a position of uh, leadership. Mm-hmm that you're not to put a novice in that position mm-hmm. because a novice is still filled with himself. He has not, if he's only been a Christian for so long, for a short time, mm-hmm. uh, he hasn't worked his way through the faith, becoming mature, okay, becoming patient, understanding God's word. So if you put a person like that in a leadership position, mm-hmm. he could easily allow himself to be put on a pedestal. Ooh. So I would say pride. Mm, that's big. Mm-hmm. I think I just talked about that the other day, pride, um, and how that affects you. It's That's pretty destructive. Let's talk about pride. Go ahead. Well, you look at the first sin that was ever committed. Yes. And we read about that over in Ezekiel 28. Mm-hmm. When Lucifer, who was created in her imperfection, mm-hmm. with all beauty, all knowledge, all power, he was the head of all the angels. Yes, he was. He did, and he became full of himself. And pride developed in him, mm-hmm. and God recognized that and says, you cannot be in front of me or be my worker mm-hmm. or be useful to me when you have when you're walking in pride or you're all about yourself because Lucifer actually says that I am God I'm greater than God I'm going to place myself above God mm-hmm. and God could not have him in his kingdom or in his presence mm-hmm. so he, well, he stripped him of his beauty yes he did and he threw him like ashes to the earth mm-hmm. so pride we we have to make sure that we don't uh, have pride. 
Mm -hmm. We don't develop pride. We don't carry pride. It's just not part of us. Yes. That's what I think pride is. What mm -hmm. would you say? I agree. Mm -hmm. um, getting off track, uh, puffed up mm -hmm. by uh, any kind of action, mm -hmm. perhaps, that someone uh, desires and compliments you or lifts you up and you start getting off track a little bit and maybe not focusing on, on the Lord. Mm -hmm. And um, it's hard to, I think, uh, not be prideful about some things because I think I'm probably prideful at times, but <clears throat> I'm not really aware of it. Mm -hmm. I'm not, it's not a cop out. I don't mean, hey, I just mean, uh, I think it takes some, um, hmm, some awareness of what pride is and then some awareness as to how, I'll just use myself, I might be prideful and how that might come across to people. Like a, like a self-examination? Yes, yes. Do you think we need to do that, do that daily? Well, daily maybe. I don't know. I probably wouldn't remember to do it daily, but <laughs> it is important. Mm -hmm. It is very important. So. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we, we recognize pride would be one of the... Um, we could single out a false teacher if they're filled with pride or yes. they're self-absorbed or it's their interest. Unscriptural. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, let's read um, let's read verse 4 okay. of Jude 1. Alright. Um, say this. I say this because ungodly people have warmed their way into your churches. And we talked about that worm. Yeah, mm -hmm. but I mean, I I just had a picture come in front of me of church, and and I'm standing more toward the back, and I'm just coming in and I'm looking around at people, and the you know <laughs> do what I really want to look at people I know and love and spend time with and care about and look at them in a critical way. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, to see if they're not just prideful, but uh, <clears throat> other sins, many other sins. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be like examining people. You know what I mean? That makes me uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Like it, almost like I'm judging, but I'm not judging. I'm just trying to discern. Mm -hmm. Are they being? Are they accurate in what they're saying? Is their behavior, uh, you know, appropriate, mm -hmm. and so forth? Mm -hmm. That's a good thing to do. So if we keep reading... After you look at your own self, of course. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. Pull the log out of your own eye oh, before yes. you take the speck out of your neighbor's. Yes. And you know, maybe if you have a close Christian friends, mm -hmm. you can have a really frank conversation with them about um, what they see in you. And if you can trust them to really be honest mm -hmm. and just say... Well, you know, I kind of this or that, or uh, I mean, I, I don't. I'm I'm just using this as an example, but yeah, when we went out to lunch the other day, you know, I noticed you were really chugging down margaritas or whatever, or you know, um, you started telling a joke that was kind of off color, mm -hmm. or they might say to me, um, I was rude 
mm -hmm. or I lacked forgiveness from someone there at the table. I, I mean, there's a plethora of, of things, examples. Mm -hmm. um, wow, if we really start focusing on ourselves, we might get really down on ourselves. <laughs> we might, but we understand that our sin is covered by God's grace. Yes. So, yes. <laughs> yes, but we have to... We have to know what our sin is, so we have to examine and examine and examine. And that's what Paul tells us to do. Yes. To examine ourselves. He said, I examine myself daily mm -hmm. uh, to see if I'm qualified to go into God's kingdom. Yes. So I think it is an important action, an important... Uh, Very uh, behavior. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. So I, can I just, I want to just say something else. Sure. Maybe this wouldn't be appropriate, but for me, what just came to my mind was maybe writing down ways and things that I do that might be ungodly or um, inaccurate or mm -hmm. um, uh, just start making a list of things and really looking really at Really examine them. Yes, mm -hmm. examine myself first. Mm -hmm. And identify, you know, maybe just start out with one or two and then pray about that. And mm, catch yourself, great exercise. Catch yourself when you notice you're starting to drift into that. And, mm -hmm. and uh, then maybe when you feel like you got that down, uh, go to the next person on you. Or not person, but go to the next trait mm -hmm. that isn't really godly and focus on that. Because if we don't... Take time to analyze our own self. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. then what, who are we to judge someone else's deficiencies, mm -hmm. spiritual deficiencies? Yes. Because you got you have to grow. You have to grow. Mm -hmm. You really do. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's really easy to sit and listen to a sermon mm -hmm. on a Sunday or Sunday night or whenever. And then get up and say, oh, yeah, that, that was really good. But so-and-so came to mind when I heard that. Mm. Wow. <laughs> I know. Not good. No. 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 Good. So I would, in light of that, I would like to uh, look up in Hebrews. We're talking about, let's see. Okay, so I hear some men in the building today, so if you hear some background noise, uh, I don't know if they've come into work or what, but that's what that is, so we apologize for that. Mm -hmm. Okay, where did you say to go? Uh, yes, I'd like to go to Hebrews in light of what you were saying. Uh, Oh, okay, hang on. We're looking for Hebrews. Mm -hmm. uh, we got our pencils in so many places. Hmm. Hold on. That's all right. Mm -hmm. Well. Oh, here it is. Okay. Oh, okay. I found it. Hebrews 12, and it's in light of what you said. It reminds me of this that each one of us. It was either through our upbringing, background, whatever, whatever mm -hmm. circumstances, we have what I call a signature sin, mm -hmm. or one that, that just easily trips us up. Oh. Mm -hmm. So we have to be aware of that sin. Uh, so in chapter 12, 
I'm just going to read this real quick. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. Mm. And let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. If we do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion, who initiates and perfects our faith because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross, disregarding its shame. Mm. Well, anyway, basically what he's saying is we don't give up. We recognize the sin that is within us, like you were saying, do a self-examination, even writing them down. Mm Mm-hmm. And working on them daily yes. would be a great exercise in growth. Yes, let's let's focus on that over this next week or two. Okay. On ourselves. All right. And um, it might be it might be a real eye opener. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <It's> scary. <laughs> yeah. No, but how are you? If you don't, if you really don't step off your pedestal mm-hmm. and look at yourself critically mm-hmm. in regards to these uh, situations and illustrations in scripture, you, you're going to go through life um, uh, unaware that, wow, I do those things. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize I did that. I didn't realize I did that or this. So I think that's a, a good thing to do. So now we've given ourselves a challenge. We have given ourselves a challenge. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's go back to false teachers, recognizing the day that we're in. We're going to turn over to 1 Timothy, chapter 4. Mr. Timothy? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. And would you like to read it? Uh, 4-1. 4-1, actually through uh, 5. Okay. Now the Holy Spirit tells us clearly that in the last times some will turn away from true faith. They will follow deceptive spirits and teachings that come from demons. Mm. Mm-hmm. And that, these people are hypocrites and liars, and their consciences are dead. Mm. Mm-hmm. What does that mean to you? Their conscience. Their conscience. Conscience is dead. Consciences. Um, I think it's what we talked about earlier. uh, Oh, I don't know. A couple of weeks ago, we talked about being uh, it being seared. Mm. Oh. And what does seared mean? It just means it's just cut off. It they no longer have the ability to um, be kind. uh, To be gentle. To be loving. Mm -hmm. They're just. They're just cruel and deviant people because they're choosing to go down those roads. Yes. It, they're, every time they do something that is cruel or mean or, or whatever to another person, mm-hmm. it just makes it that, it just sears them. And it opens that door mm-hmm. to continue in that behavior, mm-hmm. dysfunctional negative behavior. Mm-hmm. It does. <laughs> Yes, so, but we want to we want to look at two that in the last times. Uh-huh. So, I mean, I believe I think we're really hurling toward the last days. Mm-hmm. It would appear that way, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. So it says, okay, and then we think, well, we don't know 
when the last days are, we're not sure. I always hear a lot of people saying that, but I, I beg to differ. I think we do know, um, because uh, verse 1 of chapter 4, this is First Timothy, says, Now the Holy Spirit tells us clearly. Okay, it's clear. Clearly. We yes. should know. Mm-hmm. It's not muddled. It's not foggy. It's not, I don't know. But yeah. we should be so in tune that we see it clearly. Yes. So I, I just firmly believe in that. So it says, to finish the verse, mm-hmm. that some will turn away from the true faith. Mm-hmm. So I think what he's speaking to here is that will be a really clear sign when we see uh, people we know or friends or family turning away from the faith. Away from the faith. So if, mm-hmm. so if you want to stop there real quick, and we'll run over to uh, Matthew 24, and we're going to see what Jesus actually says. Uh, 24, verse 10. Okay, just give them a minute and a second to catch up. Okay. Okay, Okay, so verse 10, this is Jesus speaking, Mm -hmm. and he's he's foretelling the future Mm -hmm. or what it's going to be like in the last days because Mm -hmm. his disciples were asking him. Yes. So he said, this is one of the signs, and many will turn away from me. <clears throat> and betray and hate each other. Mm-mm-mm-mm. You're going to have many false prophets, uh, and many will will deceive many people. So the love, also he goes on to say, as I'm reading this, the love of many will grow cold, and we're talking about that searing. Oh, mm-hmm. So we're going to see that w- another sign of the last days, not that we're on the subject of the last days, but mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit making it clear that when people are going to turn away, mm-hmm. um, Jesus also said that. Mm-hmm. That many will turn from me. They're going to let go of him mm-hmm. and start believing these the doctrine of demons mm-hmm. that's presented mm-hmm. and the false teachings mm-hmm. that's presented. It seems like, at least in my opinion, but this, you know, I want to live a certain lifespan for time, but mm-hmm. uh, it, it just seems like there is so much more darkness than I think there is in the world, and um, uh, even the sports games, and you watch when the camera goes on some of the audience, you know, they're like mooning and giving the finger, and you know, they're mm-hmm. doing all that kind of stuff, and I'm like, oh my goodness, and or television programs, oh. <sighs> Mm. I'm just, I can, I just, I am just shocked. Of course, I'm, I'm older, but still, um, it wasn't like that when I was younger. So it is changing. What time era did you grow up? In the 1700s. <laughs> You're still alive. Amazing. I am kicking. That is just amazing. <laughs> Does anybody want to put you in a circus? <laughs> So anyway, I think my point is there are plenty. There's a great deal of evidence that um, people are turning away, and uh, people hating each other, and then the vulgarity uh, that is just common now everywhere mm-hmm. in schools and colleges and workplace and on television and so forth. Mm-hmm. Um, it's almost like um, you have to really look to not watch something 
I mean, you have to look to find something mm -hmm. that's good. Mm -hmm. It's yes. common now, yeah. Uh -huh. So I ask myself, in light of verse 2, uh, we're back in Second um, Peter, verse 2, this is First uh, Peter 2, 2. 2 2. Mm -hmm. 2 2. That many will follow their evil teaching and shameful immorality. And because of these teachers, the way of the tr truth will be slandered. And I just have the question of who is putting these teachers in these positions? Are you in 1 Peter or 2? 2 uh, Peter. Did I say first? No, it's 2 Peter 2 2. Mm hmm. Okay. Yeah. Who. Um, yeah, Second Peter 2. There will also be false prophets in Israel, just as there will be false teachers among you. Mm -hmm. They will cleverly teach destructive heresies and even deny the master who bought them. Mm -hmm. So that's verse 1. So you um, go down and read verse 2. Mm -hmm. Oh, in this way they will bring sudden destruction on themselves... Uh, mm. Well, ver verse 2. Mm. Yeah, many will follow. Many will follow their evil teachings and shameful immorality. But because of these teachers, the way of truth will be slandered. Yeah, so the Ooh. truth will be twisted. Whoa, that makes it even more difficult. To know what's right and what's wrong. Exactly. So if you don't know God's word, you're going to get sucked up into it. Boy, that is so true. Mm -hmm. His word is the defining moment, the defining um, piece that we need to understand and know and uh, memorize, live by, mm -hmm. absorb, mm -hmm. because this is truth. This, that is truth, mm -hmm. absolutely. So, um, so my question is, who, who is allowing these teachers to speak from the podium and be in the classrooms at the church and teach? And I would like to... Um, in the schools... Yeah, this Teaching is in their little kids. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, that's that's true too. Oh, mm -hmm. mm -hmm. the parents, parents need to be on top of what's going on in their children's lives, and I'm not saying they're not, but it's very easy when both parents work and you come home and you're tired and um, you don't you don't really have privy maybe to understand what's being taught in the schools and. Uh, the people that they're bringing into the classrooms to demonstrate or speak or uh, uh, indoctrinate in a mm -hmm. seemingly harmless way. Mm -hmm. um, there's just a lot of um, deviousness and darkness going on. I don't mm -hmm. mean to sound gloomy because there's a lot of glorious things also, but mm -hmm. we're discussing how we need to be aware. Mm -hmm. Of the darkness. So, if we could turn over to uh, Revelation chapter three, and in one, he's addressing in these first few chapters. He's addressing, starting in chapter two, the different, the seven churches, mm -hmm. and when he gets to the church of Laodicea. Uh, Sardis is chapter 3. Yeah, to, uh, chapter 3, and we're at verse 14. Okay, yes, I see 14. Mm -hmm. So he says, write this letter to the angel of the church of Laodicea. This is a message from the one who is the Amen. This is in red. 
the faithful, yes, this is Christ speaking, mm -hmm. the faithful and true witness, the beginning of God's new creation. And now he's going to address the church. I know all the things that you do, that you are neither hot nor cold. I wish that you were one or the other. But since you are like lukewarm water, neither hot nor cold, mm -hmm. I will spit mm -hmm. you out of my mouth. Mm. So this church is very displeasing to God because they're indifferent to his word. They're not defending his word. They're not upholding his word, um, saying that it is the ultimate truth. Yes. So you say, I am rich. I have everything I want. I don't need a thing. And you don't realize that you are wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. Mm -hmm. So I want to stop right there. If that is the leaders in our church who don't even recognize or are not even in tune spiritually, they're going to allow these false teachers or these demonic doctrines to permeate the church mm -hmm. and lead people astray. And you might think, well, you know, it's not the people's fault because if they don't know the truth and they're listening to a leader who isn't speaking truth, um, but that's why, again, you need to be in the Word. Mm -hmm. You need to know what God's Word is and how it applies to your life so that you, if you're in that situation, you can discern, uh, wait a minute, that doesn't sound scripturally sound to me. Mm -hmm. I'm going to check that out. Mm -hmm. So a lot of responsibility falls on us mm -hmm. to um, discern what is right, spoken or written or watched. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, so that would answer my question: Is irresponsible uh, leaders in the church are allowing these teachers to uh, mm -hmm. speak the heresies? Mm -hmm. Yeah, because they are spiritually dead; they can't see, um, mm -hmm. but they're allowed to influence the congregation. Now that's uh, pretty strong. Mm -hmm. Very bold, but very direct and intentional. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Those words, you don't realize that you are wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So then God says, I advise you to buy gold from me, gold that has been purified by fire, and so on. And you can read the rest of that in Revelation 4, uh, starting at 15. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So... Um, stop right there for today yeah, we only got and we didn't even finish uh, verse 2 but that was a lot that's very that heavy yeah. a punch and it's a lot to absorb yes and in light of the way we started out also we never know where all this is going to go uh, spirit leads mm -hmm. and um, so anyway you want to close sure so we will resume the next Podcast. We're still. We will still be on verse two, um, and we are going to look at our responsibility of defending the faith and speaking out, uh, speaking the truth mm -hmm. of what God's word is. Okay. Good. Uh, yeah. Looking forward to that. All right. And thank you again. Well, thank you for being here. <laughs> and thank you to audience. We hope today was. Um, a challenge for you and we hope that you uh, 
I don't I would just say jump on the wagon, wagon of Jesus Christ, <laughs> whatever that is, but get into your Bibles and dig and read and pray and we'll see you soon. Oh, what was our what were we going to challenge ourselves this week? Can you remind the audience what that was? Um, we were going to look at our own flaws. Yes. And um, instead of looking at others, we mm -hmm. were going to take time to catch ourselves doing things that might not be godly or appropriate um, and write them down and make a list of what they are mm -hmm. and then reflect on those. And the more we reflect on those and keep it kind of simple, don't have 50 things like I probably could write, <laughs> but just start out with a few because God will open your mind to those um, words that you've written down, the list that you've made, and he will begin to pray and ask him to show you when you do those things so that they become a forefront in your mind and you can catch yourself. Mm -hmm. So it's, uh, I think it's a good um Exercise. Yes. Mm -hmm. Great. Awesome. Okay. All right. So we will see you next time. All right. Take care. God bless you.